0: Today's episode is sponsored by Tectonic Tourists. Do you need a van or equipment to go on tour? Tectonic Tourists has you covered. Large, reliable vans and great-sounding equipment that bands like Mets, City of Caterpillar, Page 99, Chain Colt, Soul Glow, Infin Island, Soft Kill, and many more have used to tour and play all over North America. If you have a tour coming up, go to tectonictourists.com. Tectonic like tectonic plates t-e-c-t-o-n-i-c tourist.com hello and welcome to everything remade a podcast that i hope is about growth as much as it is about music i'm edie quinn and we have a great show lined up for you today Before we get started, though, I'd like to remind you that we have a Patreon page at patreon.com slash human machine. It encapsulates pretty much everything that I do between music, zine writing, the podcast, the label, and so much more. Check it out at patreon.com slash human machine. And now I'd like to play something for you. You're hearing Agencies by Northeast Regional featuring my new pal Jeff Fires on guitar and vocal. The song comes from their new seven inch, Fitness, which comes out January 16th on Tor Johnson Records.
1: memory is notoriously not that great um, when it comes to some of that stuff, and all the younger years kind of blend together. Um, but, uh, and maybe not best to say, but Thriller by Michael Jackson's probably like comes to mind. Uh, you're around my age, I think, right? Probably, like, yeah. I'm, I'm 42. Yeah, we're close. Um, and then, but also, I remember burning down the house by Talking Heads. And specifically their music video, um, where uh, David Byrne's um, face is on the road, and uh, I just remember thinking that was really scary for some reason, like a, you know, a floating yeah. head on road, which uh, I guess was just uh, concerning. Those are the, those are some I remember from early, but even earlier, I'm trying to place those years I might not be the best with this one. Yeah, Maybe.
0: it's it's weird. It's it's like. Because, you know, some people, uh, they remember right away. It's like, oh, yeah, it was yeah. definitely the song. And then sometimes it's like, like with me, I think it's like, I don't even know if it's the first song. that I, Like, I'd have to say probably like um, Jailhouse Rock is the like, – okay. Just my mom used to watch Elvis videos when I was like yeah. a really, really small child. And like when I was like – like when the – when the table got turned on me one time, I was like, I was really drawing a blank and I'm like, here, I've been sort of asking that question for, you know, yeah. like however long. And um, yeah, I'd have to say <laughs> yeah. that. Cause it's just like, but you don't, it's like, you kind of don't know like what, like which part is like just you filling in the blanks, but it doesn't really yeah. matter. You know, it's just like, what's the first thing that comes to mind with, with that. And yeah, thriller is a, I mean, that was such a cultural, like, Touchpoint as far as like song and video goes, for real, like just it was like yeah. a mini horror movie in yeah. in a video. So like that's gotta have you know I don't know if like you would have seen the video at the first time that you ever heard the song or not, but like that would leave an impression for sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't you know it's like my my dad probably had the copy of the record because it was like the most sold record of all time for a long time I believe Mm -hmm. um and then we were all he was also listening to the Beatles a lot but that never really stuck with me so I don't know if that like I remembered that yeah it's a it's a hard that's a hard question for for me but even even though it's a really simple question yeah
0: yeah um, it's it's funny you mentioned burning that down the house too because like I have a really weird memory with that one because like um like this isn't my memory but like my cousin one time was telling me this story like we we're at my cousin's house and he was he was like sort of like we were both young but he was like watching like his younger like cousin or whatever and mm-hmm. that song came on the radio and he looked over and his cousin had set the end of the couch on fire. <laughs> and he was like burning down. The, and I was like, what the fuck? Like, he, He's telling me this story. And like I, I had met this, yeah. you know, kid before. And I'm like this sweet little kid just like. And um, yeah. yeah, like later on, like one of my brothers ended up setting like, so, you know, something on fire in, in our house. And we were just like. What is like? What is it with us? Yeah.
1: Like they they took it as a mission statement.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, apparently. This yeah. <laughs> is <like, laughs> just, just like I wonder how many stories there are like that, like uh, you know, regarding that song. Like how many couches or curtains or whatever got caught on fire. But uh, yeah. yeah,
1: have you ever have you ever been to Richmond? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, did you ever play like Strange Matter? Yeah, uh,
0: yeah, couple couple uh, times.
1: There's a, a block down the street, of the, uh, so the Strange Mountain was on the 900 block of Grace, and then the 1100 block of Grace um, was called Hell Block for a while, because people uh, just left like couches on fire on the, over the weekends.
0: So oh, it was just a thing? At,
1: you, yeah, you, you would walk outside, and uh, every once in a while you'd see a smoldering couch.
0: It was like a, some, you know, a tradition. Someone was having... A, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Just a, just, just a, a college tradition, yeah. I guess. I don't
0: know. That's wild. I never heard about that. Yeah, we, we um, you know, when we were t- touring like a couple times a year, we would be in Richmond all the time because we got like super tight friends there. And like one of the uh, people um, who played bass on one of our tours is from Richmond, like good friend of mine, uh, Mishy, from, um, from like bunch of awesome bands down there and stuff so like nice yeah but i never heard that story Hellblock. block that's yeah I I, yeah
1: i it, i'm not sure if it still has. so it i mean they've built up D.C.U. quite a bit but um yeah i started college to date myself in the year 2000 and they were still doing it yeah so the, the apartments kind of changed but you did know. already date I, yourself I, I, though I, yeah, like, that's true. You yeah. put it
0: right out there, so it's we're all yeah, good I got now. To, right? yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I hope someone's still fighting a good fight and burning some couches.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm gonna sure. see if I can get some more context um, in that, and and uh, maybe I'll like add a, a postscript at the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> but, it turns turn into an investigation pod.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, so you know, you were saying like you do remember like some Beatles or whatever coming on, but that didn't like yeah, yeah. click with you. But like, then and you end Motown up like stuff. playing guitar and stuff. So like, yeah, yeah. What, what, what did click with you as far as like, what sort of, what were the first bands that you got into where like guitar was sort of the, you know, driving instrument or whatever?
1: Oh, sure. I mean, I don't, I don't think I'm going to be uh, any special or unique when saying like, smells like teen spirit. Sure. And, like Nirvana was yeah. like, definitely an eye opening game changing thing for me and i i was pretty much always really into music i just have a hard time like remembering the first thing like my memory's kind of bad is <laughs> yeah, essentially yeah. what i'm getting at yeah yeah no, um, that's
0: very fair
1: but yeah nirvana um was was awesome you know and definitely like kick started a journey into other stuff i remember My friend Chris, who I ended up eventually playing in bands with over the years, he was like a good friend in high school. Like he showed me Fugazi in like the seventh grade. You know, I'd already been, you know, elementary school was when Nirvana came out for me. So I was already past that point, but I think that's what them and Minor Threat probably took the journey into like more punk, aggressive. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think genres. when I first got steady of steady diet of nothing, like I was like when I first started playing guitar, and like i i could I could like only like make weird noises. and that part of steady diet like resonated with me so hard. Like I was like, wait, I can hear how. That, like they're obviously like very very talented and like they were leagues ahead of me and probably still leagues ahead of me but like i could tell how making weird noises became parts of songs and i was like yeah i, I can take what i like to do like which is like just like i knew a couple chords and i'm like well this all sounds kind of the same no matter where i put this right now so like and this other weird stuff was what was, I was really gravitating to, you know, I was like, yeah, yeah, for sure. And
1: uh, yeah, Go ahead.
0: no, just like, hu- you know, huge, huge band, like, and really sort of, uh, just, just drove me to like, want to find weirder bands, you know, or like bands that were even more discordant and whatnot, you know?
1: Yeah. Um, when I got in utero, I remember I got a, Set version of it and serve the servants, you know, starts with that like huge ring out in mm-hmm. the beginning. And I guess like Kurt or someone like coughs in the beginning of it. And I remember listening to that being like, is that supposed to be there? Is that, yeah, makes sense. <laughs> and then, uh, realizing it was supposed to be there and still like, you know, thinking it's cool, but mm-hmm. like, be, like at least in the beginning, being like, what is up oh, with that?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, like, the. I mean, I remember the first time, and I can't remember, like, what song it is, it seems like there's been a few songs that I've noticed it in now, but I remember, like, the first time when when you heard, like, on a recording, that sound where somebody touches the end of their instrument cable, like that, like, oh, yeah, I was yeah. like,
1: oh, shit, yeah. that's in a song, like, you know, like, I know what that yeah. is, you know, and Yeah, it was yeah. so
0: cool, it was just like, yeah. you can do whatever you want, you know? I love that.
1: Uh, There's this old pop punk band from Richmond called The Nuns when I was growing up. And some of those dudes went on to be in uh, that band, Count Me Out, and some other stuff. And they had a song in their demo tape where the string breaks, and you could hear the like, string dangling. And so you hear that, like... Oh. <laughs> and I
0: thought
1: that was cool, just like, ah, oh, I know what that is.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's a new yeah. one. That's a new one for me. I mean, I've had plenty of spring breaks like while doing it, but I don't yeah. ever managed to capture it. Like it's like, you know, there's a there's a there's like a a PV fridge four twelve, you know, like right there, and the microphone's like two millimeters away from it. You know, it's like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not capturing uh, much of this other stuff going on at times, but yeah, it's I don't know, but it's like it's really weird sometimes too how you just will get these like like every once in a while like no matter how loud the amp is or whatever you're just like something's going on and you're like i can hear my pig clacking yeah and you're like oh that's kind of cool you know (laughs) like yeah like that's That's like little little that just that little percussion like that you won't notice when everything's all mixed but like in the separated you know stems and stuff you're like whoa okay i don't know why that happened but all right
1: yeah. yeah i guess i guess some songs like a lot more character than like you probably realize if something's really like produced and scooped out we're like oh okay. that's cool like mm-hmm. I don't know. gives mm-hmm. a little bit more love or something
0: i recently saw this thing and was talking about like um this person was like mike like mike like a brick wall in the room and add it to the mix and i'm just like that sounds awesome but i don't want to <laughs> deal with phase issues later you know like um
1: wait sorry he said just to mic the brick wall
0: yeah like like they were talking specifically about like in a drum track so uh-huh. it makes more sense you know because okay. it's like the 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 um the drums like bouncing off this and it just it just like they just like added it in like a room you know yeah a- and 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 it, it did, it really added something to it, but like, oh, cool. yeah, but I was just like, yeah, I'm not like, cause I just started like a new album recording um, this week and I was like, yeah, I'm not trying that this time. Cause I'm like pressed for time, you know, <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> which is like, I mean, you're kind of always are right. So,
1: you know, yeah.
0: like not necessarily like, I always want to try this weird, cool stuff. And then I'm, then I'm always like, I'm nervous. I'm like pressed for time. I'm like, I don't do it. Yeah. But, every once in a while you do you know you just like try something cool
1: yeah it's amazing sometimes how like what the final product of recording can be just based on some decisions of like the path of least resistance or like you're just worn down and you don't want to hear the mix of it for a 30th time or something so you're just like it's fine that click there is fine like it doesn't doesn't matter
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah I've I've got a few different like sort of um drum miking like practices that i do that are based on like how like over i am like sitting with a headphone on for like however you know or like sitting in <laughs> yeah. front of the monitors for however long you know it's like it's like okay we're ju- we're doing four mics this time yeah we're doing we're doing the x's overhead and we're doing a, a snare and a kick and we're just going for it and then yeah. other times it's like it's eight you know so you know but uh yeah it's the like recording is i mean like i i've said it a million times but it's like getting to the point where like that was always the goal for me getting to the point where i could record music like from start to finish and it's just so fun and like that's like obviously been a part of your journey too because like uh i noticed that like you know um that you you know um you you started this whole this whole thing like as like a i don't know if it was like a like a pandemic project necessarily, but it was like a solo thing, right uh, like, yeah,
1: it was not a pandemic project so oh, okay. it kind of just uh it is confusing i I will cop it it's confusing so <laughs> it just kind of like um snowballed for for lack of a better term or uh, like a, a real slow slow moving thing. Um, that started in like 2018. So I was living in Washington, DC where I lived for three or four years, um, playing with, um, this one drummer and Scott James, who's on most of the Northeast regional recordings as a guitarist. And we were playing with another bassist, And so we wrote five or six songs together. And then I moved to Nashville for work. Um, and didn't really like it. Didn't really know that many people there, and so I got a an idea. Uh, my friend Neil, from when I lived in Providence, uh, he and I played guitars in a band called Best Practices together. Mm-hmm. Um, but but he's an incredible drummer. He played in uh, the Screamo band, Weak Teeth. You know, I'll uh, oh, yeah, call yeah. Screamo, whether they called themselves Screamo or not. Um, but anyways, Neil's an incredible drummer. So I had this idea of uh, we would all meet in Philly to record with Steve Roach. Um, Like five of the songs that we did And then I wrote a new one Um, And I offered it to the original drummer from DC. He decided not to do it So it was James, Neil, and I Met in Philadelphia um, Recorded the instrumental tracks I played bass And then I offered someone to sing on it And they said they would do it And then it just took too long So, And we recorded in April of 2019 and then in August of 2020, which was pandemic, I was like, you know what? I'll just knock this out by myself um, and put it out like a week later, essentially. Oh, okay. okay. And then from there, so it wasn't really a pandemic project, but it gives the, uh, it has it has the shine of a pandemic project where the dates line up for the most part.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I <laughs> mean, then, sometimes yeah. like I, it's it's just like, you, you know, you were like, You you seem to have been going like really hard in bands like all the way up until that. And so it it was like is was this was this a case of like, look, I'm tired of like a bunch of the stresses of a band, but it doesn't really sound like that. It was just like a bunch of circumstances.
1: I think it was just a bunch of circumstances. Like I I think that the the impetus of the project was like I like playing, I like recording a lot. Um, and I wanted to try to get better at songwriting. It's something that I think I'm like not great at structures. So like really trying to like be disciplined in the structures and things along those lines was like kind of a challenge of it, but also to, like have it be fun, have it be rocking. Um and then because that was a one off then um I recorded two more songs with um this guy Nate here in Richmond. And those were kind of more like slower lungfish type, grimier songs. And then based on that, I was like, why not put it out on an LP? I can do that, sure. And so then I wanted to record two more songs and have some older songs from a project I was in called Reps. Um, so I got some people from Richmond to record two new songs in 2022. And then we put those songs on the record. That's Eris and Amherst. And then from there, we just kind of stayed a band. So it's a little convoluted, a little all over the place. But I'm happy the LP is out. So it's like a nice compendium of those songs in that collection. And I kind of was talking with Paul, the guy who helped me put it out, and say, like, "Well, if I only have one record to do, this is a nice collection." So that's kind of that's kind of what it was.
0: Yeah. Yeah you said that you were trying to like get better with like song structures and stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. um, I mean like best practices is like, some of the catchiest shit I've ever heard. What what did you, you. what did you feel like was missing? Like just, uh, they were short, right? So was that part of it? No,
1: those, those songs are pretty good too. But I, you know, some of those songs I really love a lot, some of them I don't love as much because maybe the longer ones are actually a little bit, have a little bit more like, um, what are we doing here? And I think I wrote a lot of those songs with more that super chunk lead style of guitar in mind versus like power chords, which is probably more of what the Northeast regional stuff is. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. No, it's just like, I don't, yeah i don't want to downplay the the best practice stuff at all it's just like more but I, much like when, then i had moved to providence and like we just getting together with some people i didn't know very well at the time and now are some very very good friends um and that was more of like an explosion of ideas like we got this all right let's do this and yeah. so it, yeah. it took a lot shorter time essentially where i didn't like sit and think about it for a long
0: time (laughs) yeah yeah that's fair like sometimes that's where you know like that's where that that energy comes from just like that kinetic like burst like ah we have to do this now and and, yeah yeah yeah, i wasn't trying to like like it wasn't trying to be like why do you think that was bad you know it's not it's just like what what did you want like different like what were you trying to and it's yeah it's just like more thought a little more just like sitting on something and letting it germinate, I guess a little bit.
1: Yeah. I, I didn't take it that way. It's like, I didn't take it that way. It's more of like, um, trying to figure out like, how can I write like an enduring song, like, uh, a salty salute or some other, like indie rock song that I listen to all the time. and love. Like, or, um, listen, I was listening when I was writing the Northeast regional stuff. Um, I really like, uh, this artist from Harrisonburg used to be in Harrisonburg called Tim Westberg, and he sang a band called Smart Boys when he was in Canada. And those are some of the catchiest songs I've ever heard. And I love his vocal styling, though. So, so it's like kind of sit with like songs like that and just like that I can listen to over and over again. Um, and like try to create something like that. That's like I think it would be fun and provide people with like re-listenability.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Are you, do you like Saturday night's all right for fighting a lot?
1: Yeah, it's a great song.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Because, because you're the only other person that I know that has like, that has like kind of like ripped it off a little bit and just like put it right in the song. Do you know what, do you know what song I'm talking about? Yeah. I
1: would. So was, did you, did
0: you ever think that before or, or were you like, wait, I know what you're talking about.
1: I do
0: know. I thought that was ripping off Ted Leo. Okay, it ain't it. Yeah,
1: yeah. Because
0: I've, I've done it. I totally did it. I also did it. I did a screamo version. And if, and if people know what song I'm talking about, then cool. It's like I did, I did basically what if? I mean, I'll tell you off the air if you want to know. But like, sure. I but everybody else has to guess. But I I did what if? <laughs> what if Judas Priest wrote Saturday Night? It's all right for fighting, and I did a scream screamo version of that. And like, and, and and as soon as I heard that song, I, the, like, come on the LP, I was like, holy shit! Somebody else, somebody else got the Saturday nights oh, all right. For- <laughs> that,
1: that, that might just be in my brain. Like, uh, I'm not, I Hope I don't get
0: sued. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. Don't. Yeah, Elton yeah. doesn't listen to this. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh,
1: no, that's cool. No, yeah.
0: There was a lot of texture and a lot of uh, uh, sort of like exploration on that LP. I really, I really enjoyed it. Um, I can't remember the name of the song, but like you know, halfway in the middle, in the middle, there's just like a like a like a almost like a commercial jingle, like a 30 second like, yeah. interview. Yeah, interview. was called yeah. like like
1: it. It's in- Yeah. The, it's are called breaker or spacer.
0: Yeah, spacer. That was it. I was like, the yeah. title was even something that implies like this is here to sort of cleanse the palate, you know, or, yeah. or, or what or whatever. So yeah, I I I enjoyed that a lot. Um, oh, thank you. But yeah, I, there's you know uh, we on you know in these conversations we jump around a lot. I think it's fine. Uh, okay. I think people people know the drill by now. But um, like we got all the way to Northeast regional because we started talking about like recording yourself and how rewarding that can be and stuff. But like, um, let's take it back to kind of like your first serious bands. Like um, I know that you, you know, you, you go all the way back to like uh, Light the fuse and run Um, Mm -hmm. there. I think there were uh, some, I'm. I'm just like I know. Wow, owls. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, we said best practices. I'm probably missing a lot of the bands from the early discography. But like, if there's, <laughs> sure. you know, like, what was kind of like the first band where you really you were writing your own songs and you were getting out there and um, yeah, you know, trying to be a part of all of this.
1: Yeah, uh, the first band I was really trying to get out there was a band called Soma. Uh, well, it we started as a band called day one and then we changed our name. And then I think we were, and then we changed the name again. So like we had two different change, name changers and it was called Soma. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's this guy, Isaac on drums and Sean on guitar and drew on bass. And, uh, Sean is just, was a master, um, guitarist. He's very good. Um, like a lot of arpeggio styles, um, I think we were listening. He was listening to a lot of like mineral mm-hmm. at that time. Um, and Isaac, um, fantastic drummer. Um, it became uh, a rapper called Swordplay after after a while. Um, I don't know if you've heard of him oh, at no. all, I... but it's just kind of funny. And it was like a a screamo band. I will say, yeah, it was a screamo band. Okay, and uh, so like. We would practice, I was like in high school still, we would practice practice for like eight hours on Saturday, I remember, like starting out, which seems uh, (laughs) untenable to me at this point. Yeah. Like how long that is, (laughs) Uh, you know, like ordering a pizza in the middle of the day. It was fun. It It was awesome. It was, they felt a lot of, you know, figuring out how to write music with other people not having done it before, and they were already an established band, so I, like I had started as much as much as you can be established at that time. So like I joined as like the second guitarist and had a couple songs written for them and learned their old songs and we wrote new songs together as one does. Um, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Um, so I, if I, but the, I think to really drive home the point of this band, I remember like a bragging point was that we never repeated song parts. Oh. so I think so okay like I, I think uh, people people in this world probably know what that means or like how that might come across something
0: Yeah I don't I mean it's weird like I I I don't there's only like up up until a certain point that I mean there's literally like one of our songs that has like a part that comes up later in a song yeah. and it was it was not ever by design it was just like gotcha i was just always like oh i already did that like why would yeah. you know i don't yeah. i don't need to do that again but like then i'm like i don't know at some point you kind of are like wow you're making this really hard on yourself <laughs> like yeah you know if the yeah. part's good just play it again like what's going on like why you, why good, you gotta yeah. come up with seven other parts you know but, uh,
1: yeah. yeah give the people something to hold on to <laughs> yeah
0: for sure for sure um yeah
1: that, that was my first band. um were you playing yeah, shows and time. stuff? Yeah, we played shows. We played a fair amount of shows. Um, Isaac did a lot of the booking for us. Uh, nothing like big. I mean, just mostly locals, locals only shows and, and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm trying to actually remember if we played any bigger show. We we were supposed to play with Pieball, but a snowstorm came and that show got canceled. So I never oh, got damn. to play with Pieball, unfortunately. Yeah, Um, who we were all really into at that time.
0: Yeah, yeah. Was this like was was this like you know like DIY house shows and stuff like that? Was it was it about that time when you know in like where that that was like really becoming a thing?
1: I think we played some. I remember we played uh, what was called what strange time was called Twisters. We played Twisters quite a bit, and there was a place called Chopsticks. That was in this area town called Carytown, um, which is no longer, that place is no longer around. And they had a couple, they used to do shows there. Um, I don't think we played house shows much. We, yeah. No, we didn't, we didn't play. Well, I played a fair amount of house shows, but some yeah. of them did not. And yeah. I'd like the Kings Run definitely played a lot of house shows.
0: Yeah. That would have been, that, that definitely would have been around the time, you know, from, yeah. from around when those bands existed. Um, Yeah.
1: Carrying like the cabinet base cabinet down, like rickety stairs in the basement. (laughs) Why why are you doing this?
0: Yeah. We, uh, there was one show where, where there, there was a stair missing and, um, and there was like, there was like, uh, there was like this, but there was like bungee cords on some of the other Mm -hmm. stairs. And I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what that was about. But they're like, watch out. There's this terror missing right there. And we're just like, this is cool. Like, this is cool. This is like, well, I don't know. I like it it was always, it was always like, no matter what was happening, it was always like, there's nowhere else I'd rather be right now. This is the best, like, (laughs) but, but but it's funny to think about it that way now, you know, it's like how many, how many, like I did so many tours with this van where we just had a love seat in the back, like a literal love seat like no mm-hmm. seat and that's like yeah. beyond dangerous. Like, I don't know oh, yeah. why we thought that was a, an awesome idea, you know, Yeah. but uh, it's like nowhere I'd rather be, you know, sitting in yeah. like driving this van and there's people sitting in a love seat in the back and like sleeping on the floor underneath yeah. the love seat and everything like that. But uh.
1: yeah, F- Fuse had a, um, it wasn't a love seat, but it was, uh, they called it robo chair, uh, it looked like um, a chair that was like off the set of uh, that movie Days Confused, or from, from that time era, like an egg egg seat kind of thing. From what my memory serves, yeah. No, no seatbelt. Just like if any accident, person would just fly. <laughs> like looking back on, it's like so dangerous. Yeah, yeah. And then like yeah, having the loft in the uh, in the back. Okay. You guys have lofts. Yeah, yeah. You
0: you had a loft. I, th- I think yeah, you're the loft. first person that I've chatted with that's that knows what's up with the loft. I don't always, you know, get around to asking or talking about it, but like, so there's probably been others, but this is the first time. Yeah. It's like, and, and like, I'm trying to explain to somebody at some point that like you're asleep up there and every time you wake up crack, like your head right on the ceiling. Oh yeah. You don't remember that you're, (laughs) you just wake up and you like, and you're like, bam. But yeah, so yeah. dangerous. Like, you would have shot out of that yeah. like a missile
1: straight through. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> or, like, yeah, like, trying not to think about if hopefully you don't flip over, you know, that, like, all that equipment under there might come on to you or something along oh, the
0: Oh, yeah. Lines. Absolutely. Yeah. You were just... Yeah. Yeah. That's...
1: Yeah, I that's really a new... I don't think about it that much at the time, but, like, you know... No, you,
0: like, never. Not even <laughs> once. Like,
1: <laughs> right. it's... just stout stoked to be there.
0: Yeah. It's so wild. Like, I... I mean, it was like the the first tour I ever did I was like nineteen, and there was people uh like they sort of like recruited me right out of high school, just like they were they were older than me, you know, like they were like near you know near thirty or like somewhere <clears throat> you know a little older than thirty and the, i I guess you know it's just like I was just so enthusiastic about music, they were just like, that's what's up. And they took me out and they showed me the ropes and it was just like this wild. And I mean, I'm, I'm 19 and I'm like doing the only thing I've ever wanted to do since I could remember. And I'm like in Hilton Head, South Carolina and we're in this, like, we're traveling through this, like, <clears throat> sort of like really ritzy neighborhood. Cause we're basically going to, going to like, we're basically going to break into this, like, um, pool. Like, we're just going to like hop the fence and go into this pool and for as long as we can get away with it. And like, so we're, we're driving like really slow and there's there's all this traffic and I just like get out on top of the van and pretend like I'm like Teen Wolf, like surfing or whatever. (laughs) And they're, and they're like, what are you doing? Get in here. Like what? And they're like, they're like, don't do that. And, and like, this is like people that also did like some of the wildest shit I've ever seen. You know, uh-huh. like, and I'm just like, not getting that that was like, really, you know, I mean, I don't know. Like that. Yeah. Now that yeah. I have children, I'm like, don't do that. But yeah, yeah. I was like that, you know, it's like, uh, it, my, is, it
1: is funny to imagine that of like thinking about you and yourself now of like, you know, going back to that style, like, I would never like, why would I put myself in that much stink? Yeah. <laughs> or, well, but and I had a question for you. So you you probably are more of a so like do do people still tour like that with like loss? and like that? I know that sounds like I've been out of the game for a long time. Is what I am saying? But that, you know? yeah,
0: I don't really, I don't really, I don't really know. I mean, like, I don't, I don't know anybody that personally that is that irresponsible. <laughs> like, yeah. um, I like the last few tours that i have did where we toured with a band like um that like was like driving us and stuff when we were in when we were in europe like they were totally Mm -hmm. professional they had i mean they they just had everything wired and they're like everybody like you know seatbelts and you know and all this and and um like and that's in, and that's in Europe too, where, where like the yeah. person sitting next to the driver can like literally be drinking beer and stuff, you know, but right. they were like yeah. really like responsible and, you know, everybody that yeah. I know, like, I mean, everybody has like good directions cause you can get it on your phone and right. everybody right. like, it's just like worlds above what we knew when we were, yeah. you know, irresponsible and much younger. It's like, yeah. And good the, for them. The jo-
1: yeah. <laughs> the, the joke with the fuse was like, the directions always be like, <laughs> three lights before the McDonald's, you know? So it's like, you have to like, go to the McDonald's to find out you've gone too far to go back or something. Then, then the direct, like look for the kids. Yeah. Like that yeah. was always the joke.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. Or, or it's like, Oh, you know, there's this really messed up tree stump. And you're like, I don't yeah. know what that means. Like, yeah. Like, and it's always, you'll know it when you see it. And like 50% yeah. of the time, you did know it when you see it. But yeah. the other 50%, yeah. it's like, you know, where am I? But yeah. Yeah. I but, don't.
1: There's also a level of like uh, the show must go on attitude, I think, with like a lot of bands breaking down from what I remember from bands that time. Like, that's mm-hmm. kind of wonder. It's like, uh, do bands break? How, how much do band, punk bands? punk vans break down
0: these days yeah i'm that i can i can't speak to a bit because like you know like a lot of my friends are still out there like and some of them like are they really go pretty hard like touring and nice. you know there was like uh a couple instances where i can remember my friends and within the past couple years like where some really ridiculous would happen with the van situation and it would be like all hands on deck like everybody like there's mm-hmm. three rental cars now and the base stuff is going in this one yeah. car and like yes. just doing everything you can to like make it work and yeah i mean yeah. that that i i can speak to that you know the show must go on attitude for sure being like uh, nice. still 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 prevalent like i mean you know bands are still out there like this is like just like we were, where it's just like there's nothing I'd rather do in the world. So yeah. you know, like that's that was what was up. I mean, yeah, it was I mean, I think it wasn't, you know, until like one tour w- where we like an old band of mine, we we set out and like it was the middle of this the worst snowstorm that the city that I still live in had like ever seen. And we were like tour starts today though we're going for right. it right. and yeah. we we um were on the road for like two and a half hours and we did not even like get like out of town yeah like the it, the the weather was like so bad and people were so stressed and they were just like we we gotta hang it up we gotta yeah call this off and then we had like gone back and it was like you know, just like a weekend or thing or something. And we had gone back and like, um, I'm like, I'm so sorry. And people were like, oh yeah, the show's canceled. Like it's, it's, (laughs) this, this storm's ripping through, like from all the way to whatever to Cincinnati, you know, or whatever. And we're just like, but, but, but but we tried, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, you know, that, I mean, that's, that's DIY, I guess, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: That ain't going to change.
1: Yeah those are some of my favorite stories and aspects I think of it yeah like like you're doing what you love but also there's an absurdity to like making sure that the show still goes on and I love that
0: yeah yeah especially like you know back back then before like we didn't have a good there was no real way for us to gauge like what we just were like this person is supposed to do cool shows they booked our yeah. band, like, let's hope it was, let's hope it is cool. And we had no way, like we never saw Instagram pictures of other shows at that house or whatever.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah. It's just
0: like, like now you can get a pretty good gauge. You could be like, oh, it looks like shows kind of go off there. Like, that's awesome. Um, yeah. But back then it was just like, you don't know. You could show up and it would be like the wildest 50 people you've ever met. Or it'd be like three people. That are all like super into it, but it's but but you're just like, yeah. You're like we got lost for like an hour and forty five minutes, and like we were so worried about getting here late, et cetera, et cetera. You know, and yeah. then it's just like they're not started, like no, you know, nobody started because it's like they're waiting on people to show up, and yeah, it was just it was different, but like yeah, it's like you said, it was kind of an adventure to that as well.
1: Yeah, just like it was fun.
0: Occasionally, I do miss the weird directions. I'll be honest, just like <laughs> yeah, just, I mean, you know, I get that. Yeah. Just like how you would find out about like uh, some random local like um waypoint, you know, that you just mm-hmm. like won't find out about now. Like, and then you're gonna go by like old man Cooner's house, you know, and you're like, <laughs> I don't know what that is, but but cool. Um Yeah, yeah, but um. Yeah, so like, uh, was it like the Fuse and Run that was really the first band of yours that like got out there in a big way or?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, uh, probably some stolen valor for that for me. I was the third bassist. <laughs> so, okay. Um, but uh, I did do like two and a half, like uh, we did a two and a half month US tour with Transistor Transistor with me on bass. And then we did a month, um, in Europe, and that was uh, long and intensive. <laughs> so, yeah, being honest, yeah, yeah, it was a long time to be out. Um, yeah, that was probably like my first band, like, and I was, but it was also like something I was really excited about of like um, seeing the country, essentially, mm-hmm. um, even through the lens of like touring, which you don't really get to see or know a city too, too well because you don't like you only experience it in a in like 24 hour 48 hour bursts or whatever yeah um but it was still awesome you know like i still looked very fondly upon that experience and also like being able to go to europe and play music is like unreal and like it's it's you know it was a long time ago for me but also it's like something i i don't take for granted and just something that like a lot of people don't have that experience or like even just like touring around the country like a lot of people don't have that experience of playing music like that for people um to various levels of, of interest and you know engagement so that's yeah like pretty awesome yeah. Um, and i think that's like sometimes for at least for me um kind of easy to forget that like that's not an experience a lot of people have so it's like pretty unique and pretty cool
0: it's so wild that like you know we we've we, we've had access and like we've had people that have managed mm-hmm. to like sort of knit this like web of of mm-hmm. you know um spaces together over you know yeah. whether it's like a house that's like these people are definitely getting kicked out of this house within 6 months because <laughs> as soon as the landlord finds out you know there's two holes in yeah. the you know, walls down in the basement, like, cause somebody, ki- you know, accidentally kicked through the wall. Um, Yeah. It's, it's, it's absolutely wild. And, and, and it's, it's super amazing. And like you, you probably did that at like the perfect time in your life too. Cause like, I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I mean, I'm not going out for like a month and a half at this point. No, I for sure. that, yeah. For <laughs> sure. It's like, yeah. I just, yeah. It's just like, I, um, the last time I, you know, went out for like, 18 days i was like it's it's weird how like i i would come to a certain point where it's only 18 days but i'd come to a certain point where i'm like it's just like some kind of like almost like madness sets in and and uh then and then maybe that's like only one or two days because then you realize wait this is like practically over at this point you know yeah but um a month like my younger self could, could have definitely been down with that but like
1: oh yeah know. for sure um
0: yeah me
1: too yeah um so you, best practices uh best practices went out for five days and that was like 10 years ago and i was like we're good that was good you yeah that was nice. need, it's
0: time for me to go sleep in it. my bed now you know
1: yeah
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah 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 um one tour that i went on in a band not that long ago uh we all the shows we played like kept like Basically, like the next show would be like we'd have to get on the interstate and basically go by my house. So we just like mm-hmm. kept staying at my house. Like yeah. it would be like, we're going from Chicago to like this place. And then we're going from this place to this place. And we're just like, we're we're going like the interstate is we're practically going by my house again. Like we're just staying in my yeah. house. Like,
1: why not? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. And we we're and then like we played a show in Ohio and the bass player was like from ohio and we're like we're staying in your house so we stayed like yeah. at at his house two nights and at my house like three nights and we we're just like this is the best tour like we should just <laughs> do this you know but uh yeah. yeah um so like wow owls was a band that like i always saw y'all's name and everything but i don't know why you weren't like i i don't you know not a lot of bands were like really on my radar at that time. Like that was mm-hmm. kind of like that era was when bands like that were like a harder to come by. I feel like. And, uh-huh. and um, cause it was like pretty much like right after all the bands in 2002 and everything kind of broke up, you know? And then, and um I didn't really like, I was playing in bands until like 2004 and then like, Mm -hmm. like my life started getting more demanding with like my you know my kid and stuff so like it was like oh um and i didn't really start getting like playing music again like i was like writing songs and trying to do stuff but i didn't start playing out again until like 2010 so like yeah it, it when i'm revisiting that now i'm like hell yeah like because like you know the shit was always there, you know? It's just, mm-hmm. like, I, I I, just, like, kind of didn't, you know, know what was happening. So, like, when y'all were touring and stuff, um, mm-hmm. what kind of bands were you playing with at, at that time?
1: Uh, yeah, I think we um, we played with that band Stop It a lot. Oh, okay. They're from here. There from here. Um, I think we played a couple shows with... Um, Uh, Circle Takes a Square Yeah yeah of Um, course It's like um, So we did two tours Three tours Two Like Very quick Trips In the On the east coast And midwest And then one uh, Europe tour Um, One of our Best shows Was in New York Where we played with Meneguar And Gospel um, And this band Called Puppies um, Which had Dima And this guy Miles They were in like Books Lie And some other stuff Oh shit That was probably like one of, a, one of our favorite shows that we played outside. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I don't We didn't like, we always toured Halo for the most part. Um, but like, those, I think there was a lot like, yeah. Minibar was in full force. So it was gospel, um, performance to stop it. I think my uh, assistant wasn't going, you can probably hear Francis. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I might, uh, I have to put it down in a second. Um, and we play with Ultra Dolphins. they band, been Ultra Dolphins from here. That's who we toured with in Europe. So that them, that's actually probably, and they were from Harrisonburg, Philadelphia, Richmond yeah. area. Um, if you need me to say that again. <laughs> um, oh no, I, I, I think I, it I don't through. know if you ever. Yeah. Um, have you Have you heard them, or like, were you familiar with a lot of that, like Virginia stuff?
0: <laughs> no, but I do recognize the name. It's kind of hard to forget that one.
1: <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. That's a cool yeah. Yeah.
0: I yeah we um, uh, yeah a lot of the I bands mean, that you're like, that you mentioned yeah. like the assistant and circle takes the square like my band achimeli when we were like almost on our way out we were playing shows with those bands and stuff and yeah like we, I mean ever since you know I, I mean I've been playing with Tom's bands ever since mm-hmm. you know um, like yeah yeah you know <laughs> like ninety nine yeah. and whatever you know um, so uh, yeah we, like. Basically, like every version of one of my bands played with every version of one of Tom's bands. You know, it was like, yeah. what what era was it? And when Tom would come through Indiana, and we'd end up playing either uh, here or we'd play in Fort Wayne. I don't know um, if you knew <clears throat> any of those kids in Fort Wayne. No, nah. um, if you yeah, had ever played up there, too. they were they were. So.
1: Yeah. That was
0: definitely a, a spot that you know was was pretty well known as as far like that was yeah. like the place to play in indiana for a little while it was definitely a, a good good sh- uh show spot yeah. up there um but yeah it's it's i mean you know as you start saying like yeah there's more there's more than i like uh, you know i definitely you know 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 about gospel and like i you know i'm I yeah. went, I went to high school with Kathy from Circle Takes a Square and so oh, cool. we you know we ended up playing like one of their Indiana shows when they had come up and uh Comer and Galia played with them um on I think it was their last tour yeah. um as well but um but yeah it's it's it, it it's not like it is now though like now it's like yeah you know we're we're back like full like you could book screamo festivals and stuff again you know like huge you know um like 40 plus bands you know and stuff but um yeah yeah it it was it was really cool to revisit that and um and that you know leads me to another thing i was wondering which is like uh you because y'all had just released like this unreleased like three song um seven inch not too long ago and what what's the story behind that as far as like the songs got recorded, but they mm-hmm. never got like w- what was the plan originally for those songs? And then,
1: oh, yeah, yeah, well, this uh, this will be boring, so my apologies in advance. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but also, I want to say, um, I think we really played with Circle once, but it doesn't really matter. I want to put in a stump for the band Malady, we never played with them. Oh, yeah, yeah, but they, but they were around the same time, and that was probably one of my favorite records to come out. I still listen to that one. Oh yeah, All that's time. like page ninety nine,
0: yeah. people, right? Yeah,
1: City yeah, yeah. Or yeah. Page ninety nine, yeah. Uh-huh. It, it rules. Um, yeah. So the, for the seven inch that came out, we um, recorded one of those songs before we had broken up. Um, a friend of ours had said, "Like, hey, we're he's. I'm starting to do um, recordings. Like, can I record a song for you?" And we're like, "Yeah." So we had that and did that, and that was scary, Barry. And that turned out pretty well Um, and I think the idea was that we were going to do a split LP with that band The Catalyst who was also very good Mm -hmm. Um, I think those maybe misremembering it but I think their songs that were going to be on a split turned into the split with Mass Movement of the Moth Um, great record Mm -hmm. Mass Movement of the Moth Catalyst split Um, and then we decided we are going to break up and we already had one of them written um, and we kind of finished writing the other one and decided just to record them for ourselves um, just to make sure that we still had them. And I think, honestly, I think it rules. <laughs> like, I really love that recording of those last two songs. Yeah. And we had like CD burners for our last show. And, like I can't remember if we sold them or gave them out, but they had just been sitting there, CDRs. and then um, someone, uh, Larry, Larry Records, and Gene, Gene, Scene Creamers. I might be getting the wrong mythology. No, that's yeah. that's
0: what it's that's what it is.
1: Yeah, they asked us we wanted to do a discography tape. <laughs> we said no, thank you. Um, but then he, they were like, "What about a late of the seven inches or like the last song?" are like, "Hell yeah, that rules! Let's do that." And then it became it kind of just it kind of happened like it would have in two where like. Someone asked us if we wanted to do something, and then we would say yes, and then they just took it and ran with it. Uh, Brandon did the artwork and stuff, and it came out really nice. I'm, I'm like, stoked to have one. <laughs> yeah. I really like those songs a lot. Yeah. Um, there, there was no master plan. I'll say.
0: Yeah. Was, well, I mean, kinda happened. yeah, sometimes that is the way. How did they know about the songs? Was it, is it just, like, a thing that people know? It was up on Discogs or whatever? Like, there was CDRs made know. of this?
1: I don't know. Like, I, I don't think we hid those songs. Um, They maybe, maybe on a band camp
0: somewhere. Oh, okay. Well that, it, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It, was, it wasn't sneaky or, or anything, <laughs> but I, it, yeah, but it might not be as well known as the LP or something. Sure.
0: Sure. Yeah. I just sometimes wonder, you know, like, like, I, you know, I just, like, I just, I'm, I'm, I was, I'm organizing this comp and then like, you know, um, mm-hmm. my friend Tanner is just like, do you want an unreleased spirit of Versailles song? And I was like, what, oh, cool. what the <laughs> fuck are you, you know, like what, <laughs> like, how does this, yeah. how does this happen? But I mean, it's still every once in a while, you know, it's just like, like I'm such a, I'm such a, I'm such a, like every part of the meal person. Like I, I'm mm-hmm. such a, like, well, like, this one didn't what like I'm such an archivist I guess in that way, mm-hmm. you know that like I I
1: feel you. Yeah, yeah it's I'm just like
0: you like somebody can't go to me like 10 years from now and be like are there any songs that and I'm like no cuz I did Yeah. Cuz every every 5 years I put out of hey, you all never heard these songs, but how about that, yeah. you know? And it's yeah. just I don't know, but yeah, that's really cool and I I also like I I thought they were great songs and um again, I'm glad that, you know, something something happened with them and uh people get to experience them
1: uh yeah and and we're really grateful to the record labels to put that out too that's like really flattering and also like really nice to like you know be like have them invest time and money and energy to like put something out that you did you know at this point almost 18 years ago so it's like it's really cool and like we were really stoked
0: yeah they they're they're real nice nice folks at those labels too, um, yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, we we got started with the uh, northeast regional like it, <coughs> origin and everything, um, but like, you know, so you you had all like all these songs and you basically like, <coughs> okay, like this could make like a really cool like and really full like LP. So you so you yeah. do that so. Um, then you sort of more or less have like a a full band at this point. Mm -hmm. And um, so what's the, like what's the, um, what changes how you're going to approach like the way you're recording or the way you're releasing the songs at this point?
1: Yeah. So we have a seven inch coming out on February on tour Johnson records. It's called uh fitness. Uh-huh. It's three songs. Uh, it's with the, the lineup that did the, the song to Aris and Amherst. Um, and so it's three guitars. So that's like, and they're down tuned and it's a little bit more aggressive and in your face. And that's just, I think, what happens when you down tune guitars. But from a songwriting, like thinking about it perspective, um, it's been interesting to like lay a foundation down. And then have Mike and James come up with different um, guitar leads. Um, James is James lives in Washington D.C., and he's the one that comes up with uh, the leads that come up over the the you know the rhythm. And Mike comes up with really Mike and I have been playing guitar together since twenty fifteen. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I think we our guitar styles complement each other pretty decently, and so it's been really nice to like instead of writing and presenting the songs and then you know here's the part you play etc like they're able to add their own spin and personalities to it so that's like been really fun to explore um so we had that seven inch coming out um we've only played four four or five four or five shows five shows total <laughs> since uh, 2022 so i think we're gonna try to play a little bit more um and then the idea is to hopefully write eight songs for a full length just because that would be fun. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I've got to listen to that again. I mean, I listened to it earlier. Thanks for sending me that, by the way. Yeah. Um, and it, it was great. Like, uh, oh, yeah. I, you know, I started with that and then I went back to the LP. And so, like, I can see how the all sort of like the piecemeal, like, or however you want to put it, ideas of the LP like turned sure, into. Sure, sure this sort of like more condensed, you know, like these are the basic ideas and turned into these three songs. Mm -hmm. But I definitely not, like you said, three guitars. I I gotta go back and listen to that with my engineer ears on to like Uh. see how you (laughs) manage that. Cause like, did you do like a one centered and then one hard right and hard left? Or is it a little bit of everything?
1: I think it's a little bit of everything. In yeah. some ways, it it's like it sounds like a really wet recording, or it's like all kind of there, which I like. I think it's really nice. Um, the it was very with. punchy. Yeah. Yeah. Like,
0: yeah. It. it, it um, Good. No, I mean that's just the first thing. Is just like you know you put it on and it's like it doesn't like you don't it doesn't hold back. It's like right away yeah. you're like okay <laughs> we know what we're getting yeah
1: yeah yeah it's a uh, um, recorded wise, uh, it's'll it's, like sometimes it's hard to hear like if I if I know which one is my guitar, you know kind of, yeah. but I know which one's Mike's guitar. I know one James's guitar, but like all the other rhythms kind of meld together in a way that I also think kind of sounds cool. Uh, <laughs> like yeah, it's just it's a little over the top in some ways, but live, um, it means I don't have to play guitar the entire time. Um, so I can just focus on the vocals, which can be kind of wordy. Um, so it's like, the live, I think it like, to me, helps really balance it out where Mike kind of does the rhythms while James kind of does the stuff. And then I can kind of come in on the choruses to kind of accentuate those a little bit more.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. I wish, like, I can't even get a second guitar, but... (laughs) <laughs> like we're we're tech we're like probably like a four-piece band but like we were always just playing as a three-piece like we were just playing as a two-piece forever but now at least we're a, yeah now at least we're a three-piece but like it's always like yeah i'm always like yeah it would be cool if somebody else could play this lead so i didn't have to try to like do this like lead part while i'm trying to do the vocals part, yeah you know yeah so like i definitely feel you as far as like yeah you're just like can i just like hit the bar and then sing this part and then hit the next bar. Like, can I just meet up with y'all kind of thing? Yeah. That's, that's tight. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you said, the, uh, the seven inch comes out February 9th. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure when this will air. So, um, I'm, you know, maybe people will have had a taste of that in the, uh, during this episode, but, um, yeah, like, (laughs) uh, I mean, you know, like the songs are great and like, um, I hope people check them out. Um, you said eight eight songs is what you're aiming for. On,
1: like, I think, yeah. Maybe, who knows? Are you yeah, into eight that songs. eight
0: songs already? Like, or is it kind of uh, just like, no? Let's get the seven inch out and then we'll worry.
1: Well, the we have some ideas, yeah, for sure, with an eight, but we haven't practiced um, to expand on any of those ideas yet. So we've been kind of taking a break till till the year
0: for sure um yeah
1: yeah yeah i mean it'll probably be much of the same you know yeah. <laughs> like rock rock songs
0: yeah well i mean you know it's like you you're you're on to something so you know don't don't worry <laughs> about it if, if if you don't have to yeah. you know reinvent the wheel or whatever every single time but um <clears throat> yeah it's been really uh great chatting with you and everything and um like yeah i'm sure that we could both sit here and tell old war stories for another hour, but, um, like, is there anything that we should touch on before we take off? Like, is there anything we missed? Is like, you have any shows coming up? You said you hadn't been practicing much. So, uh,
1: I think we have a, I don't know in the slayer, but we do have a show in February at fuzzy cactus in Richmond, Virginia.
0: What date is that? Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. I think, I think it's the 15th. I think it's the 15th. Yeah. Um, And that's with a band called Payphones from here, and I can't remember who the and I don't know if they announced who the third band is.
0: And that was my conversation with Jeff Byers. Thank you so much, Jeff, for taking the time to chat with me. Thanks to all of y'all for listening as well. If things sounded a little different today, it's because I've got my main mic set up on the guitar cabinet, and also I've been recording vocals. So lots of exciting stuff coming soon. Anyway, until next time, take care and do good things.